things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what No Mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah! This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Prep taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to do at least three times a week, usually every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but don't hold me to that because it'll be more days when I'm sure I'll have some stuff on my mind that I want to talk about. By the way, I'm coming at you uh, from our studio, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Um, <clears throat> my usual excited self. Forgive me if I'm not feeling that way on this particular day. I know it's days removed from transpiring, but um, it's just hard to keep sports on your mind. It's hard to talk about fun-loving things, the kind of things that make you laugh. Eventually, we got to get there because that's what life is all about. But sometimes, damn it, it's just hard. And this is one of those times because of yet another mass shooting. Um, on February 13th, three students were killed. Five others were injured by a shooter, a coward, who ultimately took his own life. By the way, the shooting took place in two separate buildings. From my understanding, close to a mile apart from one another. How the hell that happened? How the hell that happened? Now, one could easily argue, you know, I mean, you know, you're armed or what have you. And. So where is law enforcement? They can ask those questions. Normally, I would sit up there and say, no, that's unfair because, you know, you can't stop everything. All you could do is prevent further harm, but you can't anticipate all the time that somebody is going to do something as heinous and as egregious and as devilish as that. But I do find myself asking that question when you tell me that the shooting took place a mile apart from each other. If you're shooting in one building, how the hell do you get a mile away to the next building before somebody shoots you? How'd that happen? Where was law enforcement at that particular moment in time? I think that's a legitimate question. Having said that, it's just a microcosm or a nugget of a bigger problem. Ladies and gentlemen, last week alone, there were four shootings. Michigan State, Buffalo, New York again. A mall in El Paso, Texas. And by the way, last Friday night, six people were killed in Mississippi. For those of you who don't know, according to the Gun Violence Archive, something that I mentioned last week. The Gun Violence Archive defines a mass shooting as an incident in which four or more people are shot or killed, not including the shooter. You know, when we heard President Trump at the time utter his mouth and we talked about law and order and stuff like that, he's just spewing law and order. People were quick to jump on him and be like, it's racist, it's racist. What? No. 
Hell, y'all got me in a position I can't even I can't even speak against Trump on this. You trying to tell me there doesn't need to be law and order? You trying to tell me that's really the deal? Something's got to be done. Something's got to be done. And I don't want to hear from the j- just the Democrats and it's like gun reform, gun reform. It matters. It's necessary. I agree with it. But damn it, the bad guys always seem to get their hands on weapons. And I don't want to hear from them damn folks on the right either, the Republicans. Because on one hand, while I have no doubt that they would be about law and order and they would be about diminishing and dissipating crime, the flip side to it is that you ain't doing anything to elevate gun reform. You ain't doing anything to shove aside gun lobbyists. You're taking their money. You're allowing them to peddle their influence. You're parroting their speech because you're bad in your wallets. One could argue. So it's an absolute mess. It's an absolute mess. And something has to be said about it. But it doesn't have to be for me. How about a representative? How about a representative from the state of Michigan? How about a politician who wrote in a statement, fuck your thoughts and prayers? That's a quote. It's not me saying it. It's what he said. He's a House majority whip. He's serving his second term. In the Michigan House. Before joining the legislature, he was working for Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. That's who he worked for. Only ran for office due to a mass shooting that took place in his place of worship in 2012 in Wisconsin. All of those things are associated with my next guest, who obviously has an awful lot to say about what needs to be done to address these mass shootings invading our nation. His name is Ranjeev Pure. He is the state representative for Michigan's 24th district. He is an advocate, a strong, unwavering, tireless advocate for gun control. And he's got a lot to say about both sides of the aisle on this issue. He's up next on No Mercy with yours truly. Don't touch that dial. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Welcome back to No Mercy. Obviously, this is a very, very important subject that we're addressing. Just to remind everybody, on February 13th, 2023, at the University of Michigan State, on the University of Michigan State's campus, three students were killed and five others injured during a mass shooting, which took place in two separate buildings. The gunman died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound when he was confronted by police off campus. Students and their supporters protested against gun violence at the Michigan State Capitol and lawmakers promised gun control reforms. That is why we are now talking to our next guest. He is the representative from the state of Michigan's 24th district. Please welcome to No No Mercy, Ranjeev Pure, Representative Ranjeev Pure. How are you, sir? How's everything going? 
Uh, good, good. Thank you, Stephen A., for having me, man. Huge fan. Really honored to be uh, on here with you at No Mercy. Uh, just want to acknowledge the tremendous hardship faced by the, the Michigan State community. My heart goes out to everyone affected there. Uh, but here in Michigan, hopefully across the country, we're all Spartan strong here, and we're going to continue to be so until we uh, see some meaningful change. Absolutely, and I appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. Let's get right to it. I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, you wrote in a statement in the aftermath of the shooting, and we don't hear this kind of language from representatives too often. I'm not condemning you for it. I applaud you for it because I felt your frustration uh, when you said it. You said, quote, fuck your thoughts and prayers. A lot of people would sit up there and say, Representative Renji Pure, why are you so upset in your words? Obviously, we know why, because there was a shooting that took place and murders took place. But in your words, why are you so upset? Please explain to my audience. Yeah, absolutely. That's the question uh, everyone wants to ask right now. And, uh, you know, my question back is just how could you not be this upset? Right. Let me take you back uh, to Monday night in Michigan. Um, Stephen A., uh, everyone in Michigan was glued to their TV that evening. I, I watched as terrifying news unfolded of what was happening at MSU. I was on the edge of the seat of my couch like everyone else in the entire state, right? I was updating my Twitter. We are just watching for local news media breaks, testing colleagues, calling colleagues. Everyone was just scrambling to figure out what was going on. Just absolute pandemonium for hours. For those not familiar with the Michigan State campus, it's, it's huge. And as you mentioned in your prelude, the, the shooter uh, had victims at multiple buildings that were nearly a mile apart. And so no one knew what was going on. It was just a tremendous amount of helplessness. And we just, for hours, everyone was just gripped, just trying to figure out when this thing was going to end. And this horrible nightmare was, was, was going to be over. And so it, it ended. Um, I mean, I ran upstairs. I, I woke up my wife. I hugged my wife. I have three small boys. I woke them up. I hugged them. I gripped their little hands. And, uh, you know, that statement came from a place of empathy. You know, I just tried envisioning being those parents. Like, no parent wants to receive that call, that call that's, that's saying that your child's not coming home ever again, right? And so my official statement was just riddled with just, with just a tremendous amount of sadness and heartache and, and empathy, knowing that this has been happening for a very long time. And mind you, in Michigan, we went through this 15 months ago with the high school shooting in Oxford, Michigan. And so, like, yeah. how are we all not bringing this energy to this issue, right? This is uniquely American. It doesn't happen in any other country. And so, you know, instead of just kind of using a pre-planned template that uh, elected officials have for mass shootings. I, I told my team, listen, I, I got to be real with this one because I, I, I can't take it anymore. When you say it happens in this country and it doesn't happen anywhere else, why does it happen in this country and not anywhere else? You're a representative. You're in a position to know. I mean, you're in the government. You have to deal with such frustrating issues and frustrating people, to be quite honest with you. And I think that's the one word that you left out. I think that's very, very apropos on top of all the other emotions that you threw out there. Frustration definitely reeks through you. It reeks through me and everybody else. I mean, why does it happen in America and not anywhere else from your estimation? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, for we're all frustrated because this is a, a lose-lose situation. No one's, no one wants this to be happening, right? This doesn't need to be political. This doesn't need to be partisan. But, you know, if, if, if we want to attribute one thing, it's just the sheer amount of, of, of guns that exist in this country. There are more guns than people that live in America. Uh, America has the, 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 leanest, the leanest laws of, uh, of, of, uh, of, of being able to obtain guns. And so, you know, if we had to point to just one thing only, um, it would probably just be the sheer amount of guns. Um, but, but, you know, we all know that these things, uh, 
are, are, are complex and have whole, are going to require holistic solutions. And so the, the answers are going to be more complex than, than diagnosing the problem. Mm. You know, I want to go to this because three days after uh, Michigan State uh, incident, Democrats in the Michigan State Senate introduced a dozen bills, according to my information, focused on gun control and gun safety. It's been reported that many of the bills had already been drafted in response to the Oxford High School shooting you alluded to earlier that occurred 15 months ago. That shooting took place in 2021. But prior attempts at gun law reform were blocked by Republicans in 2022 in the aftermath of the Uvalde school. Could those bills, if they had been passed, actually prevented incidents like what occurred at Michigan State the other day, in your estimation? Well, you know, we, I want to be careful as we kind of diagnose the specific incident at Michigan State. You know, the, the authorities okay. are still researching, and so it is way, way, way too early to figure out what could have and what could not have That's fair. helped Michigan State. But common sense gun reform, as you're alluding to, has been proven time and time again to be effective in preventing, uh, you know, mass shootings. It's, it's much harder to attribute uh, uh, mass shootings that have been prevented, right? And so the data is it might not be as clear as the ones that are just evident to the shootings that happened. But I'm going to give you a little bit of a history lesson in in Michigan. Michigan has been riddled nice. with, with gerrymandering, you know. And so this last election cycle was the first time in Michigan where we had elections that were districts drawn by an independent commission, uh, not by a political mm. party. And so magically, for the first time in 40 years, Democrats won control of all three chambers in Michigan, the House, the Senate and the governor's office. So, like I said, it's been 40 years since that's happened. These common sense gun reforms aren't new, right? We're not doing anything new here. These have been introduced cycle after cycle after cycle where previous administrations have not given them a hearing uh, and they just never moved. And so what happened this past November is the, the people of Michigan spoke very clearly. They sent gun sense candidates to, to Lansing. They elected gun sense majorities in every chamber. And so now I'm confident that, that these newfound majorities and this tremendous leadership team is going to deliver for the people of Michigan. And so... You mentioned the Senate introduced uh, 11 bills, which are primarily made up of three packages. One is uh, universal background checks where, uh, mm -hmm. you know, anyone purchasing a gun in the state of Michigan will be subject to a, a universal background check. Uh, safe storage laws, which would require guns to be secured uh, uh, safely um, and, uh, and extreme risk protection orders, which are commonly known as red flag laws, which would uh, empower a judge uh, to take away a gun from anyone uh, who might pose a threat to themselves. Or, or someone else. So I ask you this question in all honesty, when folks, whoever they may be, we could say Republicans, we could say some other folks, we don't know, you know, but I would ask you this. When you think about laws that haven't been passed and you talk about common sense laws, when I think common sense, I don't want to believe that a Democrat, a Republican, nor an independent is devoid of common sense. If we've got elected officials that are absent of common sense, we got a problem, okay? So when I think about it and you say common sense laws, what's the possible excuse that's being given to justify not passing common sense gun laws? Well, you know, I think a lot of it is very intentional mis misinformation. Um, you know, look, the, the, the statistics are clear here, right? Like, I, I don't want, I want to be very clear. America far outpaces any other country in, in the sheer volume, volume of mass shootings that exist, right? We have more shootings than there are calendar days in the year in this country. We're already up to close to 3,000 gun deaths this year alone in 2023. And so are we a society that has been, become comfortable with that many shootings happening that frequently, right? And, and, and those shootings don't discriminate on, on race, gender, or political ideology. They affect everybody. 
So it is in the interest of all Americans that we solve this issue. But there are very intentional misunderstanding campaigns, misinformation campaigns that, that, that are spread, right? And so people are left with false choices that, you know, you're infringing on Second Amendment rights or, 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 or what have you when you're just trying to make society safer. Because there's a way to do this to, to save the lives of innocent children, to make sure that communities can worship in peace and that just we're living in a society where you don't have to be scared when you put your kids on the bus that this is the last time you're going to ever see them. Mm. You know, you've penned something that I think a lot of people realize is you prepend. You've talked about how officials have prepend statements ready to go and update it for the latest shooting. I'm wondering, what does that say about us when you literally have a statement prepared for the next shooting that and these are elected officials that have this already or already are prepared to disseminate to the masses, essentially to cover themselves. What should that say about us as a society? But more importantly, what should that say to us about some of our elected officials? Yeah, I mean, you know where I stand on that issue, right? And um, again, I, I ask everyone, what's it going to take for you to move the needle uh, on this issue? And that's uh, that goes out to just everyone, people in power. At the end of the day, this existed. For, this issue has existed for decades, and it, there, there's been no change um, in terms of the frequency this is happening. Uh, there's just nothing that we are doing to to combat this issue, and it's just going to take some real conversations, some t- difficult conversations. To understand that there's no more gray area here, right? You're either going to side with the futures of our precious children or your guns. And at the end of the day, we, we need to make a choice. And, uh, you know, for me, the choice is simple. So isn't it fair to say that when you said, quote, fuck your thoughts and prayers, you were talking about A, elected officials and B, gun lobbyists? Absolutely. You know, I, you know, if, if it's worth clarifying, you know, I'm I'm uh, a God fearing individual. I'm a man of prayer. Um, and I actually got involved and what spurred me to run for office was my, my family's previous place of worship uh, was unfortunately invaded by a, a white supremacist mass shooter and, and, and six lives were lost that day. And so this issue hits very. This perfect. is in 2012, correct? 2012. This is yes. in the year 2012, right? O- Oak yes. Creek, Wisconsin. And so, um, you know, so when I say after your thoughts and prayers, it's, it's, it's look, I, I, I my heart was full of thoughts and prayers that evening. And I am very cognizant of the fact that that millions upon millions of people find empathy uh, through through prayer, and and I and I encourage that. Um, but the issue is that we also need to remain extremely cognizant of the fact that thoughts and prayers alone aren't happening. And so, yes, this was a, 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 a direct shot at, at those in positions of powers that that choose to fail to uh, put any action into this and and just want to serve it with uh, meaningless political platitudes. And then and then, of course, the gun lobby that's just feeding this issue with intentional misinformation campaigns. Allow me to take an opposite point of view for a second and adopt those just, let's just say whether they're conservative or gun lobbyist. Okay. They would say somehow, some way the bad guys always find a way to get their hands on guns, no matter what level, what, what, what level of gun control reform is implemented. The bad guys always end up being weaponized. And as a result, the innocent civilian who's a law abiding citizen ends up getting victimized because the laws of our land, which they honor and obey and abide by, usually ends up victimizing them. 
What do you say to that? And what do you say to people that'll look at places like Texas, places, you know, Arizona and others where gun reform laws aren't necessarily as stringent as they are in places like New York, New Jersey and various other places and say, excuse me, even though crimes like that happen, you might have a citizen who's armed and they'll be able to derail a villain because law enforcement can't necessarily get there in time. What are your thoughts? So what are your thoughts to arguments about that? I mean, there's a couple. Again, these are these are, you know, complex and sometimes nuanced conversations. But at the end of the okay. day, one thing that we need to make abundantly clear is when I say common sense gun reform, those are those are never going to take away the guns of law abiding citizens. Right. It is to weed out those that are the bad actors. And so if you are a law abiding citizen, these laws that are going to be coming into place are already things that you are already doing. And then second of all, you know, the, the majority, major, overwhelming majority of these mass shootings that happen, happen in non-gun-free zones. I, I believe it's only 10% of these shootings happen in gun-free zones. And so there's very little, little evidence that having the ability, uh, the ability to carry a firearm and have that available in the, in the, in the occasion a mass shooter is there has uh, proven to be effective. You know, the, the devastating truth is that unfortunately these mass, sh- mass shooters are more successful in kind of accomplishing their 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 uh, their mission of just taking out these atta- uh, taking out bodies and, and 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 being successful in their attacks and so it really we just, I think we have to look at the facts on here and understanding the best way to kind of solve and curb this issue. How much accountability do you believe politicians on both sides of the aisle? should absorb and embrace in all of this for this one reason, the seeming inability to work together to get the right things done. I don't think that I've ever looked at America and seen us more divided than we've been. I'm talking about not just along party lines, not just along partisan lines, but even within our own communities. In the black community, folks are divided. In the white community, folks are divided. In the Jewish community, folks are divided. The list goes on and on. And I find it to be incredibly alarming. We can't seem to come together. And I personally have looked at Capitol Hill and I've been furious with what I've seen pretty much in the nation's capital. Not state capitals, but pretty much in the nation's capital. Because I don't think you can call everybody every name under the sun other than a child of God and then sit up there and say okay now let's go work together if somebody talked to me about talked about me like that I wouldn't want to work with them and sometimes I find myself looking at politicians and saying my God when are y'all gonna get it together and at least be decent and civil to one another so at least gives us the impression that you can work together and are willing to work together how much culpability do you believe elected officials deserve in the chaos and mayhem that has raked through this nation especially recently. I believe there there is a, a decent amount of accountability that should fall on legislatures and representatives who have failed to take action for, for decades on this issue. Listen, um, you know, we held session, we had a special session in Michigan after the shooting on, on Wednesday, um, and there was just tremendous testimony from legislators on both sides of the aisle crying and pouring out emotion. And the rafters were filled with Michigan students who came to the Capitol uh, to advocate for common sense gun reform. And they were moved in particular by speeches that, that emphasized the need for action. Uh, in fact, when, when, when people gave speeches about prayers and platitudes, a number of students walked out. And so, you know, people want action. You're absolutely right. No one, no one wins from the dysfunction uh, of government of people not working together. And, and I can tell you, this doesn't need to be a partisan issue. 
when when mm-hmm. when uh, Democrats introduce bills, they are they are open to any co-sponsorships on either side of the aisle. Who wants to jump on? And I think what we need to be doing is pay attention to who is signing on to try to fix these solutions and who wants to just kind of leave it at empty platitudes. And and then we will have we'll let the American public kind of decide of who really wants to solve these issues and who's just there for the political theater, as you're saying. Real quickly, before I let you get on out of here, is there a particular state in this union, a particular state in the United States of America who has the kind of gun laws that you wish were adopted nationwide? Is there any state that meets up to if for the purposes of you, you and I talking right now? Is there any particular state that meets up to the standards that you wish were emulated by any everybody? You know, you know, the, the, the real answer is, unfortunately, it's, it's, it's a holistic solution that the patchwork, you know, there's so many states, there's 50 states, uh, and these, these laws have been adopted uh, in dozen states in various forms. Um, you know, Michigan obviously has a, a very rich uh, gun culture with a hunting culture, and I completely get that. And so, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of them. You know, California also comes to mind. It's one that's, that's done a lot. Um, but we, I, like I mentioned, we are extremely proud of our leadership team to make sure that Michigan is one of those stronger states uh, going, going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for everybody's edification, just to ask you these couple of questions. Number one, are you a gun owner? Uh, I'm not. I'm not. You know, so okay. uh, uh, I, uh, I, 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 I've shot guns with my friends. Uh, I grew up mm-hmm. with uh, immigrant Asian parents, you know, middle class. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no guns. I had some Nerf guns, but no, I'm not a gun owner. Uh, number two, uh, the Second Amendment. Are you a believer in that? Because you know you're going to listen. You're going There's going to be critics out there, and they're going to say, he's against the Second Amendment. I mean, uh, let's make sure we ask you that question. What is your position on the Second Amendment? That's right. You know, but the, the answer is not going to be real quick here, because the, the, the okay. one thing I want to dispel is that this is a false choice. Right, right away, this question doesn't even need to come up, right? Because okay. look, these, these, these conversations morph into misunderstandings about how people are infringing on second rights. And so these common sense packages that I mentioned, the, the, the extreme risk protection orders, the safe storage, the universal background checks, these have been introduced in dozens of states. They have been challenged in dozens of states and they've been held up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not a constitutional law expert, but that community has spoken very clearly that these laws do not infringe on your second amendment rights our founding fathers, I wasn't in the room when they drafted those papers, but I can assure you they did not want the Second Amendment to be a catalyst for America to lead the way in mass shootings around the world. Um, you know, and so, but the reality is, is it's 2023 and that's the case. And so we need to do something about it. And so, you know, there's very simple solutions, low hanging fruit, as people say, of, of ways that we can start to combat the senseless gun violence. Now, you are a sports fan. You're a Packers fan. That means you've watched me talk sports, and you know I usually don't let people get away when I answer questions. But you did answer the question, and you answered it appropriately because you are right. There are people that will take a sentence or a verb or adverb. They'll twist it any way they want to. So I don't blame you one bit for answering the question that you you answered the way that you just did. My last question to you is going to be this because I'm reading my notes here about you. And it talks about you as you as you articulated. You've got three. You've got three boys. Is it true that one of them came home with a flyer for a bulletproof backpack? That's the thing, man. Absolutely. And and and, and you know, and this is why I've leaned into this issue because we haven't come across, we haven't come up with real solutions yet, right? Like these kids these days, uh, it's really different from you know when we were growing up. They're doing these active shooter drills that are just traumatizing to young children. And uh, yeah, there was a back to school special 
And so we got a coupon for, you know, 15% off a bulletproof backpack. And it was one of those wow. moments where I just looked at my wife and I just, you know, just ripped it up and just didn't know what to do. Representative uh, Pure, I, I can't thank you enough for being on the show tonight. It's, it's really, really frustrating. I sincerely hope that progress is going to be made. I guess the last question for you would be, how hopeful are you that legislation ultimately will be drafted and passed? Well, it's been drafted, but passed, uh, that some of these common sense gun laws will be implemented um, in the state of Michigan. I, 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 you don't seem very confident that this is going to get done. I know you know it needs to get done, but how confident are you that it's actually going to happen? Uh, I have full confidence in, in, my, in my colleagues and, and partnership on the leadership teams in, in the House, the Senate, the governor's office, that uh, these common sense reforms will be done. They will, they will get passed. They'll be introduced and passed and will get done in Michigan. Representative Ranjit Pure, thank you so much for coming on No Mercy with yours truly. Really, really appreciate your time. You know you're welcome back anytime to talk about some of these pertinent issues because they're incredibly, incredibly important to address. And I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to do so. Thank I you. Appreciate, I appreciate you uplifting this message, and I, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Take care of yourself. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline Until I flatline, I push it to the red line Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Thanks again to Representative Ranjeev Pure from Michigan's 24th District. Really, really appreciate his passion, his knowledge. Um, we can agree to disagree on a lot of things, ladies and gentlemen, but there is no question that it should not be hard for us to disagree, uh, to come to an accord, rather, on common sense gun reform. Um, there are people who like to hunt. We get that. There are people who are Second Amendment advocates and they hold on to their rights to bear arms. We get all that. We get all of that. The point that I think needs to be made, and I'm not an elected official, but if I was talking to somebody that was strident about their gun rights and their gun laws, I would simply say this. Are you trying to tell me that you can't come up with common sense gun laws to prevent guns being on our streets throughout the United States of America so we can cut down on some of these crimes? You're trying to tell me there's no way that you can help gun law advocates come up with some kind of solution. You see, this is where the bullshit kicks in because the people that would say that would fight something like that, you know what that's about? That's really, really not about you wanting to hold on to your rights because I'm asking you to be a part of the solution. By helping to come up with remedies to the problems that ail us is that you don't care. Is that as American citizens, you get to a point where you're sitting up there and saying to yourself, that's your problem. And guess what? Stephen A. can't blame you. There's a lot of times in my life where I said, that's your problem. Not with stuff like this, but I said, that's your problem because I'm a live and let live kind of guy. But when I got to worry about going to the mall or the supermarket, or church. When I got to worry about these things, 
That don't make any damn sense. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I've often said this, and I'll say this to you many times. I want y'all to listen to me. I'm a proud capitalist. I could do an episode on capitalism while I love capitalism. I'm a proud capitalist. I ain't apologizing for that to anybody. I believe there should be a basement. There should be a limit to how far someone can fall. I believe we're only as good as the weakest link of our society. I believe in Medicare and Medicaid. I believe in Social Security. I believe in making sure that the less fortunate amongst us, whether it's due to age or finances, somehow, some way are not allowed to fall in some abyss where they're homeless without a roof over their head, food on their tables, clothes on their back. I believe everybody in the richest country in the world should be taken care of in some capacity, but I don't believe everybody should be taken care of the same. I believe if you're an elite worker, guess what? You should get paid handsomely. But if you're somebody who's a revenue generator, you should get paid more because you generate revenue that other people are able to get paid by. You got a whole bunch of rap artists out there. They ain't Jay-Z. They ain't, you don't deserve the same money as them. You got a whole bunch of basketball players out there. They ain't Tom Brady. They ain't deserve the same as him or Patrick Mahomes. You got a whole bunch of basketball players out there. They ain't LeBron James. They don't deserve the same as dudes that are 20 times less than him. Now, they don't deserve to be unemployed. They don't deserve to be broke. But they do deserve not to be him. And why am I bringing that up? What's the relevancy to this? When we're talking about gun law reforms. Here's the relevancy. Ladies and gentlemen, when there's mayhem and people are scared of the streets, they stop going in the streets. Where do you think the restaurants are? Where do you think the malls are? And other stores. You got a car for a reason. What about mass transit in respective cities and how that serves to funnel money to the government so they'll have the funds necessary to do the kind of things we need them to do, whatever they may be. It's a ripple effect. You don't get this stuff under control. Streets are going to look like it was when COVID first hit, like ghost towns. And the government ain't going to be printing money to give to you. To help you pay your bills. Not that it was helping anyway. It ain't going to happen. When lawlessness and mayhem invades a society, it compromises your ability to flourish. If you're not flourishing, you're either stagnating or you're disintegrating. And when that happens, everything falls. It's the end of the world. Somehow, some way, these politicians buffered by us are going to have to come to a conclusion that it's in all of our best interests to make sure that we're a society built on laws. And that to those who violate it, we will deal with them strongly, particularly violent crimes like mass shootings. 
That coward took himself out once he was confronted by off-campus police at Michigan State. We see what's going on. We can't popularize and martyr some of these, these people. It's out of control. Something has to be done. I was in Beverly Hills. I will never forget this a year ago. It was a year ago. And they would not allow people in the stores more than three at a time because there were so many robberies going on. Notice that change. You know why? Because the state of California would have fell apart before our very eyes had they allowed that to continue. You got people in Hollywood that can't spend money? That can't happen. But it will happen all across this nation if we don't get our act together. We have to get our act together. We're the greatest country in the world, so we say. People who've gone other places categorically deny it because of the mayhem that we allow to take place here. If America wants to be what we say we are, what we swear we are, the first order of business is to reestablish ourselves as a nation of laws. We don't do that. We go to hell in a handbasket. You heard what I said. And you can BS all you want, but you know I'm right. Yeah, I don't have to know sports to know mercy. But mercy on all of our souls if we allow this to continue. We got to do something. Represent Representative Ranjit Pure is absolutely right. We got to do something. Thoughts and prayers. F your thoughts and prayers, he said. I wouldn't have been that harsh. But I get his point. And so do you. Until next time, everybody. Peace and love. I'm out. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.